We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of Your Welcome Radio. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, founder of Coachable. I'm a corporate dropout, recovering people pleaser, turned online entrepreneur, speaker, and self-love junkie. And each week, I bring you a thought or a guest to help you get inspired, stay connected, and slay your fear dragon. So get ready to thank yourself for listening, because you're welcome here. Hey, y'all, I just wanted to express my gratitude for listening to this podcast. The You're Welcome Radio podcast is such a passion project of mine, and I love making these episodes for you guys and sharing the guests and the knowledge that um, I know, and I hope that it's serving you. And I know that if you're continuing to take time out of your day, out of your week to listen to this, that it is serving you. Um, So just thank you for listening, for subscribing, for leaving a five-star comment or um, a five-star rating, and I just hope you know how much that means to me, truly, and how much you're really helping to spread this message. And something that I love is when you guys take a screenshot of the episode that you're listening to and just write kind of your biggest takeaways that you had. This really helps me to connect with you on a personal level and helps me to know what hits home so that I can continue to make episodes that you love to listen to and that are really helping you grow and develop in your personal and your professional life. And so if you're ever listening to the You're Welcome Radio podcast, please take a screenshot of that episode, tag me on Instagram at Coach Tori Gordon, and I would love to get to know you and what your biggest takeaway was. So again, I appreciate you guys so much for listening and stay tuned for an amazing episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Your Welcome Radio. I've got Topsy Vandenbosch on the line with me as a co-host this week, and I am super, super excited to have her on. Topsy is a um, sort of a colleague in the space, I guess you could say, because she is a mindset coach specifically for female entrepreneurs. So she really empowers rising female bosses and discovering freedom from negative thoughts and belief systems that are really preventing them from showing up as their full selves and their highest selves in their business and their personal lives. So she also has a secondary business where she's been a mental health therapist for the past eight years, and she owns her own private practice in the west side of Michigan. And so she's a total badass, which brings high vibes, high energy to the show. And I'm really, really excited to have you on. Thank you so much for having me, Tori. I'm so fucking pumped. It's going to be epic. Yeah, 
Yes, thank you. So guys, the way Topsy and I actually got connected was, I think I've said this on the podcast, I've been in a, a business mastermind with Isabella Silverio, the, the Guava Boss Mastermind for the last 12 weeks, and it's actually ending tonight. Um, it's a bittersweet, very oh sad. Oh my gosh, tonight? Yeah. Tonight is our last call. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. So Topsy was actually in GBM, was it last round? Oh. The round before? The round before, I think. So the round before, I think, ended in February okay. or something. So yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, not too long ago. No, no. So we both worked as, with Isabella and um, Topsy actually came on as a um, guest coach for us and brought the house down. Everybody was just like so excited and learned so much from that call. I had to have her on the podcast to bring all of her gold nuggets and wisdom to to you guys. So yeah, really, really happy to have her on. And uh, Topsy, tell listeners kind of what it is that you do. How did you get into this field in general? And what are the major differences in what you do as a therapist and as a coach? Because for me, being sort of new to the coaching space in general, I get a lot of questions about what is it that you do yeah. as a coach? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think this is an awesome question and I don't get asked enough this specific question about it. Um, so yeah, I, I love answering this. So I became a therapist. I became a mental health therapist because I grew up in a family where um, my mom is a social worker. So she actually works for the VA. Um, in the state of Georgia. And then my dad is um, essentially like vice president of um, global affairs at Spelman College in Atlanta. And so um, growing up, my dad being a sociologist, my mom being a social worker and case manager, um, I just really got to see just like in both of their different fields, like the love for people and understanding people. And um, I just always had like I always had like a bleeding heart. Like <laughs> I was the person that would tell my mom, like, mom, like this person's going through such a tough time at home or, you know, whatever. And I just always like, just, I had so much passion and compassion for people. And so I went to college and of course you run away from that because you're thinking, oh my gosh, like that's just too, that's too simple. Of course, I'm not going to become a social worker and I'm going to be, you know, in the business field. And that, um, that dream got crushed suddenly because I didn't do well in any of my math classes, which was hilarious. And so my parents were like, you're going to do social work because that's literally, that's you, you know, that's just you in a nutshell. And I resisted it at first, but then I was like, all right, I'll do it. And <laughs> it just like fit. And I, I loved it. Um, and then I went on and I got my master's in social work and um, I was a substance abuse counselor actually during my master's program. So what was super cool is that in the state of Michigan at the time, I don't know, the, um, the, I guess like the restrictions have probably gotten a lot more policies, a lot more stricter, but at the time you could, um, as long as you had a bachelor's level degree, you could be a substance abuse like therapist essentially. Okay. And so um, that was super cool because I got to get a taste of it while I was in the master's program. And I, I don't think I would have ever known whether or not I was going to be good at therapy unless I would have had a chance to do it, you know, before I graduated. So mm -hmm. that really helped me feel like super confident um, about it. And so after that, I've worked with every population underneath the sun. Over the past eight years, I've worked with everyone, um, literally um, the older population, older adult population, the 
population um, of individuals who have severe to persistent mental illnesses, um, substance abuse, um, kids, um, uh, let's see, teens in the juvenile justice system, um, worked in the prison with yeah, adult so men. so you've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. I've done a lot. I've done it all. And then it was like, you know what? I'm fucking done <laughs> doing all of the things, wearing all of the hats. I'm done yeah. with the fucking bureaucracy and people telling me what the fuck to do. I just want to focus on serving my people. Yeah. And so I went into private practice. I actually joined a group practice first, which was great because I got to get the support of like a bunch of colleagues in the same building as me and it wasn't so lonely. So I didn't really experience that because I felt like I had a lot of support. And then um, eventually I um, got my own office. Um, I got my own office and I uh, left the group practice. I actually left the group practice just this year, um, but I had my own simultaneous for about um, two years as well. And yeah, my coaching business, I started a couple years ago, um, but I kind of put it on the back burner and focused more on serving other therapists who wanted to build their own private practices. And so I did my mindset coaching in that way. Um, and then um, this year I really took it by the helm and wanted to learn how to sell um, at the, I guess at the end of 2018, I wanted to learn how to sell. I wanted to learn how to show up online more confidently. I wanted to have an actual sales strategy. I didn't have any of that. Um, and I just wanted to know like how to do it um, because I had like a small audience. Like I didn't have very many. I probably had like three. Oh my God. I had three, 400 people. Oh my gosh. That followed <laughs> crazy, crazy to think about. Right. Yeah. Crazy. And this was just until like the fall, I think, of last year. And then I actually got interviewed for a podcast. It was a pretty big um, nutrition podcast. And then my followers like blew up like oh, wow. overnight. It was freaking nuts. It was crazy town. But I'm glad that I learned how to sell because it really prepared me for what my business became. And yeah. so, yeah. And then the difference between therapy and coaching. Um, therapy, I would say, it, so this is not like textbook definition. This is just from just me like knowing therapy, I feel like it's more, it's regulated. Um, you are, um, you have to be licensed. <laughs> There's, um, you have ethical obligations. Um, you have to um, operate within the bounds of your licensure. Otherwise like bad things can happen to you. If you operate outside of that, there's specific <laughs> conditions that you can treat. So if you think about it um, as like, you know, with a, it's a medical, it's a medical profession. And so you're dealing with people and their mental health and their mental health diagnoses and their substance abuse diagnoses. And you're dealing with the symptoms of what is actually going on. Um, you are um, exploring um, uh, the things that have possibly happened in their childhood that's leading back to, you know, that's affecting them now. Um, you are... Um, you're definitely, you're definitely digging more into, um, more the clinical side of things. You're focused more on how does this particular symptom affect all these areas of your life. Okay. And so, um, that's how I like to explain it to people to make it pretty simple is, is your anxiety affecting, because in order for me to diagnose somebody with an anxiety disorder, you can't just willy nilly just say like, oh, this person I think has an anxiety disorder. I want to make sure um, I want to make sure that 
you is affecting the way that you is affecting your sleep is affecting schooling is affecting your job is affecting your interaction with your family it's affecting your interaction with your kids it's affecting how you feel when you wake up in the morning are you able to function so it's affecting right. these core areas of your life that are debilitating and then with right. coaching i see it more as about accountability it's about exploring the here and now and moving forward it's about um, just like, you know, things in regards to your business. It's, I, I don't, I'm not going to say it's surface level because it isn't, but you're not dealing with mental health symptoms. And sure. so you're not diagnosing them. You're not a medical professional. You don't have a license um, right now in the coaching field is unregulated. So yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Where do you see this going in terms mm. of regulation for the coaching? Industry? I don't see it happening. No. I don't see it happening. I don't know how. I don't yeah. know how they would do it because it's it's almost like um it's so you know, subjective, the, sort of. It's so subjective. Um, there's so many different types of coaches. I don't know how they would do it, and yeah. that's why I think no one's tackled it because it's like you know, fuck it, you know, like. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that not everything needs to have like you know what is that term? Um, not every like you're as long as you're not hurting people. Um. Because I think that even when, even when you're a coach, you still could risk litigation if yeah. you do the wrong thing, you know, and you can't run away from consequences. So I still think that consequences are still served if people decide to take it there. Yeah. Um, you just need to make sure that you actually are just cover your ass with yeah. um, your contracts and things like that, policies. And coach. I would just say to anybody listening who yeah. either hasn't invested in a coach um, before, because obviously Tops and I are both in this space, we've invested in our own coaches. Um, I've never, you know, looked at my coach's resume before, you know, before I decided to hire them. It was no. a intuition led, this feels in alignment. I have seen kind of I've been following this person for a while and I've seen their own transformation. There's something there that I can use like as a mentor, like that's yeah. somebody I want to get close to. Um, I would just uh, encourage anybody who's considering it or kind of weighing the pros and cons mm -hmm. to just really, you know, feel into what feels good for you. And if mm -hmm. there are things that are like, you know, you have questions and you ask that coach or you ask that person, if it doesn't, if the answers don't line up for you, don't feel like that's an, a no for the coaching industry. I yeah. experienced the same thing with therapy. And that's what I would tell my friends too. You know, you've got to try out some therapists to see who you like, who you vibe with, you know what I mean? Because this is somebody you're going to be spending a lot of time with potentially sharing a lot of yourself with, and you want it to be a mutually good relationship. So I would just say and encourage the same thing with a, a coach. Just make sure it feels feels really good for you. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think I totally agree with all of that. I think that there's risk when you hire anybody <laughs> to work with them. There's really no difference. And I, what I think is beautiful about the coaching industry is that you, you literally just want to help people move forward either with things that you've had experience in helping with before, or just with your own story of your own transformation and how you can create that difference in someone else's life. I just think it's, I just think it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Be and honest. until I talked to you, I hadn't, you know, I got my undergraduate degree in social work, and I don't think I've ever said that on the podcast. And when you were talking about all the types of people that you worked with, me specifically during my senior year, I worked um, to really coach um, new families on becoming foster parents. Yeah, um, which beautiful was work. Yeah, which was incredible um, to see that kind of 
that trans, you know, transformation of those families. Um, but what I always said, because instead of like you going to get my master's, yeah. I went directly into the corporate world. Mm-hmm. How I translated that, especially in interviews and things, was I know for a fact that I can talk to and work with any type of people group and that I can bring something valuable to that table, whether or not I completely identify or relate to, or have been, you know, integrated with or whatever that is. Like I am confident that I can work across groups of people and bring something and take away something valuable. And so that is so interesting that that's kind of your background um, in a lot of ways too. So I wanted to jump in and kind of switch gears a little bit. This has been an awesome way to, to start out. Um, I want to talk about kind of the work that you do with your clients, specifically around how our thoughts really can <laughs> rule our whole realities, yeah. create our realities, either get us into a really negative space or mm-hmm. a really positive space. And how do you stay, um, you know, how do you, control your thoughts or instead of being controlled by them. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I think that I, so I call it like thought spirals. And the reason why I use that terminology or use that phrase is because it really does become like this, like, like this, like fucking vortex of just thought. So one thought leads to the next thought, which then eventually maybe leads you to thinking, what the fuck? Like, Why did I even become an entrepreneur? What made me think I was cut out for this? What's the point of even putting out this content? I only got like however much engagement. Oh my God, like no one engages in my stories anymore on Instagram. If you use social media as your vehicle for connecting with your ideal client. Um, I think that there's just a shit storm of thinking or of thinking errors that occur when you allow your mind to dictate how it is that you how it is that you feel, which then affects how it is that you behave. And so I hadn't seen, um, I hadn't seen anything on the market um, before I created my course that specifically was tailored to entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and what it is that we struggle with as it relates to our self-esteem, our confidence, our self-worth, our, um, our worries, our anxieties, as it relates to entrepreneurship, because entrepreneurship is tough shit. And so the first thing that I really think is important um, in addressing those thought spirals and not allowing them to control you is recognizing that it's a problem. For many people, you don't know how many people I've even talked to in the last week who have told me, I don't deal with thought spirals really. And I'm like, bull fucking shit, <laughs> bullshit bull fucking shit like you're fucking kidding me yes you do it it may not look the same you may not be laying in bed like not wanting to do shit all day there's different levels of it i'm not saying that people are just lying but i don't think that people really see their mindset as being what is actually holding them back in business they think it's that they they think that they don't know the strategy mm-hmm. they think that they don't know there's some marketing secret that they're missing. They think it's because they don't have enough money to invest in Facebook ads because it's pay to play now in the mm-hmm. online space. And so they think it's all these issues or they think it's their, it's their fucking coach who they're blaming for their business, for not making back their return on investment. Yeah. It's everything but their mindset. Yeah. Everything Preach. but, and it fucking fires me the fuck up because if you look at the source, the source of it is your mindset. So 
if you are blaming someone else, so going to like ra taking radical responsibility for your shit, if you're blaming someone else for your lack of success, that's a mindset issue. Why not only yeah. not only that, sorry to cut you off. No, but it's okay. Every time we go to that that place of blame, we're giving our power away to someone else. And we're saying and the thing is, no one is that powerful that they no. can affect you. And your business from doing well or not doing well. It's like exactly. every time we say it's so-and-so's fault or it's, you know, the, my circumstances fault or where I came from or that I don't have no money or whatever. It's like, we've given our power away to all these different things. Yes. And as soon as we take responsibility for it, we take it right back. And, yes. But yeah, like you said, it's insane to me as well. How many people kind of live in, in the, <laughs> with the idea that, their thoughts are not really a problem um, until they're in kind of this rock bottom place. And they're like, how did I get here? How did I get here? Yeah. I think it just, it, it blows my mind how many conversations I've had with people over the past week that are like, yeah, I think what you do is awesome. Like I'm not, you know, I, I don't deal with anything. Um, I just take action and I don't really deal with thought spirals. And I'm like, I just don't believe you. I don't think you know what to look for. I think that's what it is. It's like the lack of education right, around it. So it that's, takes awareness. The awareness is the first thing. It's the first thing. So if you don't think you have a problem, there's nothing that I'm going to tell you that's going to make you believe it. Okay. So, you so need to, mm -hmm. question here. If I'm somebody that's kind of giving you that objection or saying, yeah. hey, I don't really think I deal with that mm -hmm. um, because there's people listening to this show, may or may not be entrepreneurs. Yeah. This, applies to everybody. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're an entrepreneur or not. We all have these thoughts. Um, even at Topsy and I as coaches, we mm -hmm. still have coaches for this stuff. Yeah, for sure. um, it's what would you say maybe to me, how would I be able to identify it? What's an example of saying, you know, of something that I might listen to you say, and I like, Oh, actually I do mm -hmm. think that. So the first thing I would say is have you ever gotten frustrated about something that happened to you? <laughs> like, have you ever gotten frustrated at what someone said to you? What did that lead to? Mm -hmm. What was that pattern? You know, what did you start thinking to yourself? What are some of the negative thoughts that you've had towards yourself in the last 24 hours? I guarantee you, you've had at least one, mm -hmm. whether it's, oh my God, I'm so, I'm so stupid. I didn't do this certain thing. And now this and this is going to happen. We call ourselves names all the time. But that can go down a rabbit hole. And pretty soon you have a shit day. Yep. Because or, you're like, you're like, damn. Or like, I was just talking to you before we started recording. I was like, oh my gosh, like, what the hell have I gotten done today? I don't know what the fuck I've gotten done. But I guess after I get off of this, you know, after I'm done with this podcast interview, I'm going to get super productive. It could have turned into a thought. Oh, spiral, yeah. Sure, right. Where you're like shaming yourself for not doing things. So oh, have you I'm so lazy. Uh, yeah. That goes to I'm so lazy. Oh, you never do anything right. God, you're doing yes. it again. You're wasting this time. Yes. You could be doing this. And to, from you just somebody gives you a dirty look at the grocery store to yeah. what, you know, you asking and questioning your own self-worth at the end of the day. It's like, how yes. did we get from yeah. yep. <laughs> somebody cutting you off in traffic to like absolutely in a meltdown in your car, you know, this and is now, reality for people. This is just reality. Yeah. And I think um, this is, it's just normal. A lot of the time, it's just about how we get out of it. 
So it's not about avoiding it or shaming yourself for it. It's just about, okay, I noticed this pattern. How can I change it? And so even if you're not an entrepreneur, I think that it's something just good to keep in mind. Like, how do you deal with negative self-talk? How do you deal with it? Because we all do it at some degree. We all do it. Yeah. The, something I like to say is think about what you think about mm-hmm. because it sort of brings that awareness when a lot of times we don't think about the things that we think about. We just think things. No, yeah. Yeah. You we know what I mean? Things. Yeah. And we think that we are those thoughts that are happening in our head, but it's actually once we recognize and realize that we aren't the thought, we're just observing that thought. Yes. So that helps us to distance who we really are from the thought itself. And that creates the space for the awareness for you to to see it, to to recognize it, and then be able to say, oh, I can change my thought. If that's yeah. not me, I can choose something else or I yeah. can stop it. And it's powerful. Yeah. It's a powerful thing. So yeah. Um, I think that just recognizing that so many of us struggle with it silently yep. or aren't even aware of them at all of the thought spirals at all that we have. I really wanted to create, um, I created a course and it is um, for entrepreneurs, but it's called Escape the Thought Spiral. And it's a self-study course on destroying the shame vortex in entrepreneurship, because I truly believe that um, the reason why we have these thought spirals is because we have a lot of shame that we, we feel like we could be doing more. We could have accomplished more. We could have made better use of our day. And a lot of it is shame rooted. And so um, I really wanted to just provide the roadmap to destroying that destroying the vortex. Hell yeah. I love that. We need more of that specifically any entrepreneurs listening. Y'all got to get your hands on it. I know I have to, (laughs) man, there's going to be so much good stuff. It's fucking fire. I released module two this week and I'm already getting like so much feedback. Like, Oh my God, like this is life changing. This is so fucking good. Shit. I haven't thought about. So that makes me happy. That's all I want. I want for it to be impactful. You know? Awesome. I love that. I love that. I can't wait to hear what your clients get out of it. Hey guys, before we continue on with this episode, I wanted to take a moment to remind you if you haven't heard about something that's coming in January of 2020, and that is the Radiant Warrior Mastermind. This is a 12-week group coaching program that's going to be led by me for women who are truly ready to start investing in themselves and taking their own personal development, growth, um, and vision to the next level. 2020 is the time to do it. Um, If you feel like you have certain patterns, certain limiting beliefs, blocks, whether it's in business, in your personal life, in your relationships, anything that's holding you back from truly living in your full potential, stepping into your full power, and having and living the life of your dreams, then this is the container that can help you get there. The Radiant Warrior Mastermind is really about cultivating the inner peace and the inner love and acceptance within and is going to truly help you to transform and overcome the limiting beliefs and blocks in your life that are holding you back. Now, this is by far the most transformational um, curriculum I have ever put together. This is going to truly change women's lives. 
we've already got multiple women signed up and this cohort is something that I know is going to be truly special since it's the first one of its kind starting January 20th. And so if you're looking for an opportunity to work with me one-on-one or in a group setting, this is your chance to do it. Coming in just a few weeks as we turn the corner into a new decade, this is a chance for you to truly take action and start doing things differently than you've done before. You know, if you ever have had that inclination of you know, wanting to invest, but you've got fears around whether you have time or you have the money. Um, I can tell you, one, that that's normal, but it's also an excuse. And every time that we allow excuses and fear to creep in, we are hesitating and really stepping into our own way of having and creating the life that we desire because you're worthy of everything it is that you want. And I am 100% sure that I can help you get there um, and move closer to those dreams that you have. So please, if this is of interest to you, join us coming January 2020. Send me an email at hello at ToriGordon.com or send me a direct message on Instagram at, at @coachtoriGordon. I would love to connect with you and you can actually submit an application online. There's a link in my bio on Instagram to see if you're a good fit. We'll set up a discovery call and really make sure that, that this is the program that's going to give you the tools, the guidance, and provide the results that is going to take and elevate your life in 2020. I cannot wait to meet and work with these incredible, courageous women. And if you're looking for a sign, uh, this is it. This is your sign to go ahead and do a scary but very brave thing. And I promise when you do that, the entire universe is going to conspire to make it happen for you. You're going to see your life unfold in a beautiful way and you're going to be able to heal uh, and love your life in ways that you never have before so I can't wait to meet you to work with you and now we'll get back to the episode so something else that I wanted to touch on with you is something you posted not too long ago and it's super simple super powerful but I want you to help unpack this for the people Mm -hmm. listening and that's feelings aren't facts Mm-hmm. because just to give you an example, I was on a, a call with a friend earlier and it would like reverberated through the phone, how stressed mm-hmm. she was. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those things I could just hear it, feel it, you know? And I know for myself, for my friend who's experiencing that today, for all of us, a lot of times our feelings can feel really real in the present moment they do but break this down for us feelings aren't facts I love it totally agree with it but help help us really understand what what does that mean and how can we if they aren't facts what are they yeah how do they really influence our lives yeah so the reason why I say feelings aren't facts is because kind of going along with what you just said Um, being able to create distance between you and just observing your thoughts. A lot of us are on autopilot on a day-to-day basis and we think things and then we feel things and then we do things. And so everything is like, but we're not robots and we weren't created to be robots. And so um, how can we create that distance is recognizing that your feelings is just a gut reaction. It's your gut reaction to something. It's maybe 
with the whole um, taking in the whole picture of whatever it is that you're thinking about, or maybe you have no information at all and it's just your opinion, but regardless, it's not the actual truth. And so what is the truth? Um, and I think a lot of us don't really take the time to think about it. And so then we're reacting. We're, we're behaving from a place of like reactivity mm-hmm. where we're just constantly just in this mode of just reacting, reacting, reacting. And, oh, this person said this, so this must mean this about me. This person yep. said this, so this must mean that about me. Um, and so I think the way to really get out of that is to realize that you're allowed to feel however the fuck you want to feel. You know, we're allowed to feel however we want about whoever we want. But for as long as we want, for as long as we want, but that doesn't make it the truth, right? That's just the way it's just the way that we feel. And so I think that that once we learn to accept that as being what is actually true, it really creates that sense of freedom. That's the goal is that thank God your feelings are not the facts. Thank God. Well, I just think about this in terms of relationships. How many of us have had the feelings of being in love or what we think is that, you know what I mean? And then when the feelings go away, we're like, oh, it's no longer love and or whatever. And you're not always going to feel like you're on top of the world. No. You're not always going to feel like showing up for your partner that day in the way that you need to, to be in a loving, committed relationship. Yeah. You're not always going to feel like doing, and I posted about this the other day, in order to do, have, build a business, have the best marriage, have the great relationship with your kids, have the most money, it's going to require us to do things that are difficult, scary, and uncomfortable. But we can't do any of those things unless we, you know, we have to do the scary and comfortable thing, but no one's going to ever feel like it no. ever because our brains are wired to keep us safe. Our yeah. brains are wired to protect us. And so it's like, actually we're having to go against everything we think we're supposed to do or like that feels wrong. If it feels scary, run away is what we right, think. Right, right, <laughs> right. But that's not, it's not accurate. And you're absolutely right. I don't think that, you know, go for anyone really going into any relationship with anybody expecting that you're always going to feel like doing something that is the right thing to do. It's faulty thinking. You're going to need more than that in order for it to sustain you. Or that this, I'm, this person is always going to make me feel no, they won't. Whatever the feeling is, beautiful, like the number one priority, make me feel all warm and fuzzy, I'll make me feel whatever it is. And then the moment where that you're not feeling that feeling, now all you can do is look at that relationship and say something's wrong. This is wrong now. Right, right. And that's and not true. Exactly. Yeah. So how many of us, I know in the past I was a victim of this type of thinking until, you know, I got conscious of this. And I know there are probably some people listening to this too, um, that this could really help and transform their lives. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think that the sooner that we recognize that we can't have our feelings run the show, that at some point logic has to come in at some point, um, tenacity has to play a role at some point wanting something like just wanting to change the cycle and do something different that has to play the role. Um, it can't always be about what it is you feel like doing, because if you rely on your feelings, 
that's fickle. It's just not gonna, it's not gonna work. So I think that with feelings aren't facts, it, <laughs> I think this was, with feelings aren't fact, going back to it, if we base our decisions off of how we feel all the time, we're going to end up being in a lot of unhappy relationships. In a lot of war. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. It would be absolute chaos. If I yeah. flicked off everybody in the car every time I felt like it, yeah. you know what I mean? What would my life be? I exactly. have to at some point say no. Yep. You're not no self. Yeah. We're not going to act like a hoodlum today. Right. And right. Flip off everybody because exactly. you feel like it. Right. It doesn't you know? work that way. No. Yep. So no. that's why I love, I love going back to that because I just feel like it keeps us grounded and I feel like it keeps us just aware of just how quickly things shift. And yeah. Come Definitely. And then I think one of the last things that I want to touch on before we wrap up today, um, because this has been really good, is the correlation between what I see with a lot of just my clients, this is what I know to be true from all of my independent study, research, personal development, Mm -hmm. is for a lot of us at the root of what we think our problems are, whatever Mm -hmm. that might be, if we track that back far enough, there's a deep-seated and rooted fear that we're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And in my own life, I think I realized a link between that deep-rooted fear and perfectionism. Mm. Um, and so I know that there are people that listen to this podcast because we've talked, I've talked to them before who relate to this. Um, and the need to feel perfect, the need to feel like they have it all together. They're very critical of themselves when something doesn't go well or they mm-hmm. don't excel in some area. They realized as a child that they got praised when they de- did things well. Mm-hmm. And so that sort of became wrapped up in their identity of, yeah. of they're the good kid. That was me at least. Or yeah. I realized very young age. Um I didn't like what it felt like to get a bad grade. And so I was like, I will do whatever I can to not feel this way again. And so I learned how to be an overachiever. I learned how to be quote unquote perfect and what an insanely high standard that is for none of us to live up to. But how, (laughs) how do you see that? Um, How does that, you know, in your opinion, really cripple us from living one, a life of authenticity, which you Mm -hmm. really preach about. Mm -hmm. And two, how does that play into um, kind of your work as a coach and and what you see as themes that come up for your clients and how, how we work through that? I think that perfectionism also can end up being like an excuse for not actually messing up and starting messy and just doing the work. Like, I almost feel like it ends up being this, like, safety net. Yes. Uh, you can fall back on, like, well, it's not good enough to put out into the world, so why do it at all? Oh, shit. That's so good. <laughs> yes. I love that, which I, I don't necessarily relate to, but I know yeah. a lot there of people. are a lot of people that do. That's, that's powerful. It stops you from doing the work. Cause when you really think about it, when we use perfectionism, like, oh, it's not good enough as a reason to never start. We you're get to hide behind it. You get to hide behind it and make it seem, and then we're martyrs. That's yeah. a whole nother thing. Cause yeah. then we're like, oh, I did, you know, I put in all this work, but it just, it just wasn't good enough. And it's like, 
No one fucking told you to do all that. Mm-hmm. You're the one that told you to do all that. Nobody told you that they Who's wanted standards? to. Who's standards? Who standards are you trying to, and you're making this up. Yeah. And so I, I almost feel like it ends up being this, like, um, it's, it's not a reflection of what the actual situation is. The actual situation is that you're terrified of someone saying that your work isn't good enough and you don't know how you're going to handle it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which you probably wouldn't handle it well, you know, yeah. because you haven't done the work. So of course, to me, it makes sense that you'd be terrified to put out anything out into the world that's less than, that's less than um, perfect to your standards. Well, and to kind of piggyback off of that kind of hiding behind the perfectionism, if we don't, you know, if we fail at something, but we didn't really try that hard, we can say, oh, but I, if I'd, re-, in our minds, we justify it because they're like, oh, but if I had really tried hard, I probably would have succeeded. Yeah. You know? And so because we're so afraid, whether it's like, again, it comes back to, I just want to be good enough. And I don't yep. think I am that it debilitates us from either taking action yes. at all or taking big enough action so that we really cushion our fall. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't hurt as bad because, sure. like, Oh, but if I, if I really put in my full effort, things might be different. Probably right. Would have probably been different, but I did. Yeah. So, Oh, well, right. You know, I know. It's so doesn't interesting. make the failure that big. No, it doesn't. But really what I think is that it's even more harmful because in your head, you're basically not living up to your own potential. So to me, it's like, what, what's the point then? What's the point of doing that? Cause you're disappointing yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. you're holding yourself back. You're the reason why you're holding, you're holding yourself back. You're the reason why you are where you are now because you refuse to put yourself out there. You refuse to be anything less than perfect, which by the way, is literally a crock of shit because what you think is perfect might be complete trash to someone else. Exactly. So that's the other thing is that it's so subjective. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, li- it's literally so subjective. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think perfectionism, I think it's just a weapon. I don't think it's, I mean, like, whatever, like, I know we all have our things that we struggle with. Like mine is more so vulnerability. I think I talked about it a little bit last night on Instagram stories. Like I don't, it's taken me a long time to get to a place where I talk about my feelings. And it's not because, it's not because I don't want people to know what I feel. It's just that I prefer to be the life of the party. I prefer to be super bubbly and happy and not the Debbie Downer, but I hold so much space for other people to be you know, vulnerable with me. And I love that. But yeah, it's taken me a long time to be vulnerable back because I think I've always had the assumption that people don't really care. Mm -hmm. You know, people, they have their own shit because I've worked with so many people that literally they're in their own heads. They could give a fuck about what's going on outside of them because they're just so stuck in their own shit. You know what I mean? So I think that also cultivated that. So anyways, yeah, it's just really interesting how we all have our things that we struggle with. And so it's not about shaming ourselves for it. I'm all about how do we move forward? Okay, mm-hmm. now that I know that that's something that's an issue for me and I don't want it to hold me back in what I want to do in my future, how can I start making small strides and small steps to make sure that I'm staying ahead of it or that I'm yeah. staying on top of it? Because at the end of the day, they're all self-protection mechanisms that we've learned for whatever reason mm-hmm. that work for us. Yeah. Or have, have worked for us in the past and they've what they've done is they have been really successful. But yeah. So holding us back, like exactly from so much that's available to us. Yeah. And we're the only ones that are really standing in our own way. Absolutely. So kind of to wrap all of this Mm -hmm. up, because this has been such an amazing conversation. I really think this could transform 
some people's lives if they just get this one aha moment, you know, from yeah, for sure. these kind of topics that we've touched on is, is what is like a takeaway that you would say for, for somebody who's, who really is ready to move forward, who's ready to, to break out of these patterns, who's tired of, you know, has the awareness that they might, you know, go to into thought spirals or that they might be the one that's really standing in their own way, especially moving into 2020. What does it look like for someone to take action on? How do I really move out of my own way and step into my full potential and my power um, if I've maybe never done it before? Yeah, there's a few ways you can do it. I think that there's more than one way to I think that you can, you know, hiring, having a therapist, that would be huge. So having a therapist and just talking through some of those things, if you feel like the things that you struggle with more align with what a therapist could help you with, I think hiring a life coach or a coach that specifies with that particular issue that you are wanting to address, that's another way. But if you are, um, I guess, like money conscious and prefer to invest in other things you prefer, that's just your preference, I would recommend just buying books like literally buying all the self-development books that you can get on the topic it is that you struggle with or just on how to move out of your own way and how to um, start exploring some, you know, spirituality, you know, ways, uh, things in the spiritual world that can help propel you forward or um, some tactics that you could use in your corporate job to help move you forward mindset wise. There's so many other ways that you can address moving forward rather than just hiring somebody. But if you really want to fucking kickstart and get your booty in gear, 100% would recommend hiring a coach or having a therapist. But if you would prefer to start off slow, I would say just downloading even some of the free downloads from some of the online mentors or the mentors that you just look up to and you love what they have to say. Um, I think starting small and not expecting that all of a sudden, it's just going to go away the following week because this is something that you've been struggling with possibly for quite some time. So just starting, yeah. starting something. Yeah. I love because it, It'll lead advice. you down paths that you never, ever thought. Yep. It's so well. And that's been so much of my journey is I, when I started to have certain awarenesses, I just craved more and I just, I, I felt like I got to know myself on deeper levels, get to know more about how I operate, how I can be better version of myself and it was just beautiful, the unfolding of what I needed to learn at yes. that moment yes. for me. And what I really believe to be true is when the, the student is ready, yeah. the teacher will appear. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And so if there's somebody listening and you're thinking, you know, hey, you are talking to me, you're speaking my language, that was me, that is me. How do I, how do I become more empowered? How do I become mm. more confident? Whatever it is. Um, you're doing it already. You're listening to this podcast. Yeah. Give yourself a fucking pat, pat on the back for showing up and, and listening to this full out. Um, and realize like these are the, these are kind of the stepping stones and the, the seeds that we're trying to help plant for you. The next thing will, will kind of show up, whether that's joining top seeds program, whether that's working with me in 20, yeah. whether that's doing whatever else feels in alignment. Yeah. I promise you the book, the podcast, the coach, they will show up um, yes. ready to learn that lesson. And so, I love that. That's such a beautiful, I've never heard, I think I have heard that before, but I haven't heard it in a long time. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love, I love that. that. My dad so used much. to say that to me and oh, I love it. I really feel like it's been 
really the epitome of my own personal journey in life. Um, because there were things that, that others I'm sure wanted me to understand and learn that I just wasn't ready to learn until mm -hmm. I came to it on my own and in my own way and on wow. my, in my own time. And yeah. I think that's the thing is we're all are on our own journey and we're For all sure. evolving to higher levels of consciousness at our own pace. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, when you're ready, your mentor, your teacher, whatever, is going to be right there to, to help guide you. So I love that. That's my little encouragement. So thank you so much, Topsy. This is amazing. You're such thank a you badass. so much for. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. You're such a badass. This is awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, I've got to sadly let you go because I've got to jump on with my other TPM girls. And of course. Good night um, to them because it's the last time I get to meet with those women. Oh my gosh. But tell listeners, how can they stay connected with you if they want to um, going forward? Where can they find you? Yeah, they can find me on, um, I'm most active on Instagram stories and on the Instagram platform. Um, my name is Topsy Vandenbosch, T-O-P-S-I-E-B-A-N-D-E-N-B-O-S-C-H. You can find me there and you can also join my Facebook group, um, Reset Your Mindset, Slay Your Fear Giants, Make Bank in Your Business. That's my Facebook group and you can find me at my website at topsyvandenbosch.com. Thank you so much for having me, Tori. Hell yeah. Thank you so much. Y'all go follow her, give her a shout out. And uh, if you like this, this podcast give us a screenshot and, and tag us in instagram we would love to connect with you um and hear your favorite takeaways and what really spoke to you because what i love doing is really creating content that connects with your soul and helps you to to really grow and develop so let me know what you liked um, and help us to help you moving forward in your own journey so love you guys thank you so much and we'll see you next week